to Desi Sportscast um, and the Cricket Show with Basan. It's really good to have everybody uh, joining us, whether live on stream or on the podcast. And again, fantastic support for uh, downloading the podcast. Really appreciate it. And um, uh, hopefully you keep enjoying the show. You are joining me from a frosty and cold April morning here in Leicester, but I'm about to be joined by a person that makes us all warm and uh, feeling good. Prasang, good afternoon to you. How are you? Thank you, Bharat. I'm doing really well. Uh, thank you so much for having me again. I think it's always a pleasure to be on your show discussing cricket. Uh, makes my day a whole lot better. So, thanks for having me again. Brilliant. And no, no, it's always a, a it, it is your show after all. So, I'm joining you. Uh, but um, on today's show, I want to reflect um, briefly um, on the incredible winter, my winter of cricket the national team has had and then obviously look forward to one of the biggest uh, tournaments that happens every year but it only seemed like it happened um, last week and that's IPL 14 which has come around very quickly after IPL 13. Um, firstly on the winter that we've just had with the national team it couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, apart from the results that we had, um, I think with uh, youngsters in that basically, uh, Surikumar Yadav obviously gave us a lot of thrill. Uh, the way he hit Jofra Acha for six on his first ball um, wasn't his debut match. Obviously, it was the second match he was playing, but uh, his first innings in international cricket. And all it took was, uh, you know, one uh, flick of the hips to sort of send Archer into the stand. So, that's what IPL does. I think uh, we have unearthed some really good talent over the Australian tour and the England tour. Uh, the likes of Shardul, Takur, Natarajan, who have all performed in the IPL. And, uh, you know, when given the performance on the international stage, they did fabulously well to uh, put their name up for selection and uh, grab every opportunity that they get. So, I think it was a fantastic season of um, international cricket. And uh, that just uh, sort of leads us on to the IPL and uh, really can't wait for the season to begin. Yeah. And in terms of um, the unearthing of talent, obviously, that adds pressure to the selectors. Um, but that is a good thing to have. I mean, there's not many teams that have got the bench strength, and we've talked about it throughout the winter. Of um, I was just I was saying that you know we unearthed uh, a lot of new talent um, during the winter, and um, you know it just adds to the uh, good uh, uh, headaches that the uh, selection committee will now have in terms of picking our first eleven for any format because we've got so much talent. But one place that was worrying me was the white ball spinning department. Um, we're having a few issues. Um, what are your views on that? Yeah, I think uh, the you know Kohli and the management did take a bold move by uh, resting Chahel, uh, you know, for one of the matches. And of course, Kohli Yadav was given a chance. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people wanted him in the side. Um, I think the way. Uh, the Indian Indian team is structured and uh, the way the uh, international cricket goes, a risk spinner is uh, worth his value in gold currently. Um, so, I, I think uh, basically any risk spinner who comes into the side is always guaranteed a spot. Varun Chakravarti unfortunately missed out um, because of the uh, you know injury that he had. Uh, Tevatia came into the side but he didn't get a spot. So, I think uh, there's certainly um, an embarrassment of riches as far as talent is concerned. Um, but I think in, in some sense, Chahel is certainly going to be the lead spinner for some time to come. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav, hopefully, I think uh, this IPL season will determine how he goes on in the future matches. Obviously, everything started with uh, the fact that he didn't find a spot in the playing eleven last time uh, during IPL um, 13. So, 
hopefully this time around he gets his chances and if he does well that certainly means that he'll be in reckoning for a spot in the T20 World Cup side do you honestly think that you know um the IPL will turn his fortunes around because he struggled in the uh, last IPL well to be fair to him he, he wasn't a, um selected for a lot of the games uh, by KKR that might have um you know, hurt his confidence, um, affected his confidence rather. And then in Australia and then in England, when he came back, um, you know, he didn't have the best of times. It's, is this going to be make or break for him? And if not, uh, you know, if he doesn't come through, um, who can um, join Chahal um, as a, a white ball spinner for us? Yeah, I think we have quite a few options, you know, if you uh, weigh in the uh, opportunities that uh, some of these guys have got. Rahul Shahar, for example, has made his debut. Um, you know, he he's a very, very good spinner. He, uh, he'll he play a huge role for the Mumbai Indians. I think uh, that competition with Piyush Chala for the Mumbai Indians will probably bring the best out of him this season. Um, and obviously, you know, Mumbai Indians are also playing a fair few of their matches on dust bowl. So, that means his role will be a lot more crucial. Um, apart from him, I think we've also got Varun Chakravarti. We've spoken about how uh, Varun's been an important part of that, um, um, you know, that that uh, Indian team, you know, so to say. Uh, it's been just one season of the IPL, but a lot of people are talking about him. He brings in that mystery aspect. So, I think Varun Chakravarti and Rahul Chahar are probably front runners to occupy that position along with Chahal. Um, but Kuldeep Yadav, I feel, still has a lot to offer with his variations. Um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the famous saying goes that... Uh, uh, you know, left-arm wrist spinners don't grow on trees. And uh, that's the case with, um, you know, um, Kuldeep Yadav. You know, how Brad Hawk has been successful. Obviously, hasn't played much for Australia. But uh, what he's done with his uh, variations is fantastic. So, I feel Kuldeep Yadav has to be back. But in terms of who can um, uh, sort of partner Chahal, I'd probably go with Rahul Chahar and Varun Chakravarti. And in, in terms of um, looking forward to, um, I mean, like we said, um, when we went to Australia after the IPL, you know, for me personally, I thought um, with the rule changes, it'd be difficult to get into the World Test Championships. But the guys, the boys came through with incredible wins in Australia and then the comeback win against uh, England, getting the necessary test wins. Um, and now we've got two big tournaments coming up, the World Test Championships and the T20 World Cup. We must go in with a lot of confidence into both of those. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Nathan Lyon rightly said that he's probably not going to be watching the World Test Championship because India is the best team in the world. Uh, that's you know that's what he said, and uh, I think that just speaks volumes about how the Indian team is perceived. You know, obviously in Australia, uh, we did uh, we we did run run short of our resources. I think uh, every single player played except uh, Karthik Tyagi in that squad. So, um, in some sense, I think the the depth of the Indian team is fantastic. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Um, but it's just that the uh, conditions in England will slightly be suited towards New Zealand because, you know, all the matches that New Zealand have won are on these pacey and swinging pitches. So, um, I, I think in some sense, New Zealand will be in with a slight mental advantage only in terms of the pitch. But in terms of the balance, I think the Indian team is very well suited. Um, uh, we also heard that Hanuma Vihari is going for a, a county stint with Warwickshire. So, I think uh, that's a fantastic move for him. Um, given, you know, the uh, depth in the Indian batting order for him to sort of make his uh, presence known and to make uh, let the selectors know that uh, he can't be overlooked after that uh, heroic knock that he played in Australia. I think it's a fantastic opportunity. So, in that sense, I think the World Test Championship is going to be very exciting. Uh, definitely a challenge for India. Um, and about the, um, the T20 World Cup that's going to be coming up, I think it's a great opportunity. But in some sense, the IPL is certainly going to dictate who makes that squad. So, 
Um, that's probably the, the bigger reason as to why this IPL is very, very important for some players on the fringes of the side. Um, and I think it's going to be a very exciting season. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of players that um, um, will be looking to perform to put their minds, uh, put their uh, names in, into the hat. And one of the things that I read somewhere was that um, the squad for the T20 World Cup will be increased to 22 um, members. So a, a lot more names will be included. I mean, that also includes backroom stuff, but I assume that England, uh, India rather, will go with um, players rather than extra backroom stuff. So that could make it easier uh, the, Selectors' life slightly easier when selecting the team because selecting 15 is tough. But when you've got the option of adding a few more players, it makes it slightly um, easier on them. And a few more players will be in the reckoning. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it, it certainly makes a lot more sense to take an extended squad because in these uh, unprecedented times, you never know um, what can happen. You know, I think uh, we're, we're even seeing in recent times guys like Aksar Patel, Devdath Padikal. Um, you know, they've uh, recently Daniel Sam's contracted the virus, and if these players aren't available for a week, uh, three, four days, it's never good. It's never good for a team. You know, it affects the team balance. So, in some sense, you need to have backups for all players. And uh, considering that the T20 World Cup is happening in India, um, we're hoping that the situation gets a lot better. Unfortunately, the cases are only going up with every single uh, day. And uh, um, you know, we're only a, a couple of, I mean, four or five months away from uh, the World T uh, when the T20 World Cup is going to start. So, I think it certainly makes sense to take an extended squad because you need to have backups for players. Um, it's, it's not going to be an easy task to uh, keep them in a good mental space if the situation is this bad. But um, it certainly makes sense. I think it's the right decision and uh, hopefully it all pans out for the good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, hopefully by that time, things will have changed and we'll talk about that in a minute. But just had a comment from Abhishek and he's put Aksar Patel. I'm assuming that he thinks that um, Aksar could make it into um, our white ball team. Um, but he's got a bit of competition um, uh, for his position. Um, what, are, what do you think? Yeah, he certainly got competition. I think, um, you know, Ravindra Jadeja is perceived as probably India's best all-rounder currently. Um, especially after the IPL that he had last time for the Chennai Super Kings. Incidentally, I think it was Aksar Patel who hit uh, Jadeja for those sixes when DC played CSK. So, it's an interesting battle. I think, um, I think uh, in some sense, Jadeja's batting is certainly a lot more better than what Aksar brings to the table. Um, and of course, the whole uh, fact that Ravindra Jadeja has been there for a longer time. And uh, Aksar Patel certainly did impress in Ahmedabad, but that was on ranked turners, even in Chennai, which were ranked turners. So, I think in some sense, in terms of the limited over circuit, I think um, Ravindra Jadeja certainly has the upper hand, even with his fielding and, uh, you know, the whole three-dimensional aspect that he brings. And uh, he might not, um, you know, um, have performed that well with the ball last season, but I think uh, he's back and raring to go uh, in this season of the IPL. And uh, I, in my opinion, I think Jadeja is certainly the front-runner for that spot ahead of Aksar. And would you add Washington's name to that as well? He's challenging for that same spot. He's in that bracket. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, but but my only concern with Aksar, I mean Washington Sundar, is that uh, he probably doesn't have too many variations for the middle overs, which uh, can prove to be a problem. Um, you know, over time, even during last IPL, Aksar, I mean, Washington Sundar was used more in the power play than anywhere else, and uh, he did have considerable amount of success. So I think if the Indian team is looking to play Washington Sundar, they should certainly bowl him in the power play overs and not. Um, more towards the middle overs. Um, if they're looking for someone to bowl in the middle overs, you might as well consider someone like Ashwin. You know, he's obviously a thinking bowler. 
um he's really really proved himself uh, i think countless number of times he's also mentioned in interviews that he's looking to make a comeback in the white ball uh, side so um i i think if they're looking for someone in that uh, middle overs to to bowl in the middle overs they might look at ashwin but uh, ashwin certainly needs to prove himself at the bat because if he's coming in at 6 or 7 he need to bat a lot better than what he has in white ball cricket so i think only for that factor uh, because the indian team is so high on all rounders and needing to pack all rounders washington so the makes the cut but uh, he'll certainly need to work on his variations uh, to stifle the batsman a lot more in the middle overs yeah absolutely but he, he's got um, age on his side um, which not many of us can say but he can certainly say that so um, he can definitely develop his game and that is something incredible that we've got as uh, fans of indian cricket to look forward to our team that can challenge for the t20 world cup that's in the final of the world world test championship so a great summer and autumn to look forward to but there's something uh, pretty big to look forward to from friday But before we start talking about IPL 14, uh, we have to talk about what's happening back home. Unfortunately, um, another wave of um, this pandemic has hit the nation. Um, the figures are going the wrong way very quickly, and we've all already heard stories of players and coaching staff testing positive, including um, obviously um, Devdutt. Although I did read somewhere that. his last latest test was negative so you might be able to update me but um just looking at the bigger picture um also on the back of the tournament the indian women's uh, football league um being cancelled for the time being in orisha because of what's happening um what's the feeling around um the ipl taking place at the moment because obviously we know what's happening in maharashtra um but they have said you know mumbai will be hosting uh, the matches um what's the feeling what's the uh, the noise around the nation in terms of um whether this will go ahead well it will go ahead but should it happen uh, do you think um it might be you know the pandemic will affect the tournament in a, in a major way that it needs to be either you know i don't want to say cancelled but you know paused i think uh, there are people on both sides of the fence you know um, the people on the optimistic side of the fence saying that the ipl should continue uh, the bcci obviously have all the power and you know they have the facilities to ensure that um, you know nothing happens because even last time around when the tournament happened in uae uh, just before the tournament a major part of the csk contingent tested positive um, but they still got through that i think uh, deepak chahar utraj gaikwad tested positive and uh, they still managed to play so uh but obviously the condition is very very bad here in india especially in mumbai where uh, we're almost hearing two to three cases every single day at the stadium uh, which is obviously not ideal uh the ground staff testing positive i think um, some of some of the star sports members uh, crew members also tested positive so it's obviously gloomy um so the uh, people on the other side of the fence are obviously a little um, pessimistic about the tournament going on i think uh, they're all saying that it should have happened in uae like it did last season you know india obviously uh, can't take this um, sort of a hit uh, you know because a lot of players are testing positive a lot of support staff members are testing positive but i so i think there obviously going to be two people on both sides of the fence all the time um, but the bcc is going to do all it takes to sort of make sure that the tournament goes on as planned um, because obviously it involves high stakes a uh, lot of riches involved in the tournament so um hopefully it happens all well um obviously a couple of players coming in from other countries uh, so they have to quarantine so it's going to be a very very um, different tournament in some sense i think um, uh, like the previous tournaments you won't have the whole squad available at all points in time 
um, until probably the first uh, or the second half of the tournament. So it's going to be a little different, but um, uh, the excitement is always going to be the same. Uh, very interesting uh, buys made by a few of the teams. So I think it's going to be a fun tournament. I'm, I'm just comparing it to um, what happened here and um, people didn't want major tournaments while the pandemic was um, you know, going the wrong way, and um, you know, people in living in those cities or towns, and you know, were against having um, these sort of games that might attract. Um, you know, I mean, there's no crowds allowed, obviously, but India being India, people will be gathering somewhere. Um, so when you look at the venues, you look at Delhi. Obviously, we talked about Mumbai, Ahmedabad. Um, um, Kolkata, Chennai, these are big, big cities and they're going to have big uh, teams coming to their cities to play games on a regular basis for the next month or uh, and a bit. Um, I'm surprised that, you know, there's more, not more, um, you know, like pausing or rescheduling it. Or I know the calendar is very tight and there's not much option for that, but um, you know, just looking at it from the UK and how we... Uh, look at uh, these sort of uh, tournaments or have done in the past um, year, I'm surprised there's not a lot more calls for, you know, putting it back. Yeah, I think the IPL, uh, I mean, if cricket's a religion, I think the IPL is pretty much uh, on, on a similar standard, you know, more than anything. So I think um, even for the BCCI to sort of cancel the tournament at this stage uh, involves a lot of logistical issues because players have already flown in um, you know, obviously, uh, the bubbles have been created. Players have already started their training sessions. We're just about um, a little more than 48 hours away from the first match of the IPL. So, I think for them to cancel it at this stage is uh, probably impossible in uh, in terms of, of a financial aspect. But, of course, um, you know, given that there are only six cities involved and uh, these are pretty big cities, like you mentioned, a lot of, lot of population in these cities. And I think that's primarily the reason why they picked these because, um, obviously, you have more hotels in bigger cities. Um, you need to house more teams, uh, which have e easily about 20 to 30 people, including support staff. So, uh, it's certainly going to be very challenging. Uh, we might um, even see a few more cases um, come up, but God forbid. Um, it should just ensure that, uh, you know, the cases don't affect what's happening in the tournament. Um, we're hearing that there are isolation points in every single city, um, you know. Uh, with beds made specifically for cases which come up during the IPL. So, I think it's all very well thought out. But unfortunately, the cases which are increasing on a, on a daily basis are certainly um, a lot more tense. And, um, you know, hopefully we have a full-fledged tournament and uh, we don't have to abandon it uh, anywhere during the middle of the tournament. Yeah, I've heard the saying, the show must go on. But, you know, sometimes... <clears throat> You have to look at the big picture, and I'm just reflecting on how it would um, it wouldn't have gone on here um, during the middle of a, a pandemic uh, when the figures were going the wrong way. I know we're in a much much better position, thankfully, um, here in England. We're going to have uh, crowds going back. They're going to trial crowds going back to uh, sporting um, games uh, from uh, this month onwards. So, but we're in a different position here. Um, you know. I just think that, you know, maybe think about the bigger picture, but um, we'll see. We'll see. And fingers crossed, absolutely nothing goes wrong and um, uh, everybody comes through this safe. But I think it's just where India is in terms of uh, the figures at the moment. Um, but let's talk about uh, the positives and look forward to the IPL. And obviously the first question will be, uh, can anybody beat the Indians? 
Yeah, I think that's always the question, isn't it? Uh, with the way that they go about their business in the IPL, I think um, uh, the the biggest the biggest positive for the Mumbai Indians throughout the whole um, whole of the IPL is they back their core of players. Uh, you you haven't seen Lasith Malinga or Kyren Pollard play for any other franchisee, and uh, I think the way they um, they sort of you know uh, put their trust in their players, I think is paramount. And uh, every team should probably take a leaf out of their book and uh, sort of figure out how they can implement the same in their franchisee. Uh, or or the way they build their team culture so uh, the mumbai indians uh, pretty much have all international players i don't think a single one of them hasn't uh, played uh, or hasn't represented uh, you know their country and uh, i i think that's that's the best part about the mumbai indians side uh, they have such exciting players you know even ishan kishan and surya both made their debut um, krunal pandya is there he's coming off a fantastic knock um, in the odi series um they've got polar they've got tikog they got bolt they've got some very interesting additions in uh, kultanile obviously was a part of their side uh, they've got adam milne as well this season uh, terraway quick so i think it's a fantastic side and um, probably their only shortcoming is uh, when they play spin i'm not too sure rohit sharma is too comfortable uh, playing uh, five matches in chennai and four in delhi um or a total of nine matches that they're going to be playing on dust bowl so that could be their only weak link i feel um, you know in the mumbai indian side that uh, they might not play spin too well but having said that uh, they've got quinton dickock one of the best players of spin uh, hardik pandya is known to take on take on any spinner that comes his way um kyren pollard can send the ball a long way so even spin isn't a problem for them so i think the only the only issue for them is probably needing to find a good start and if they do well uh, again i don't think there's anything that can stop them and i think you've just answered it with with the last statement i was laughing through that because you were giving me all the reasons why they can't be beaten all the players you named and all the strengths they've given me and your answer seems to be that they can't be beaten um you know obviously in a one off final you don't know but um it, well i mean it, it just i mean you you named all the players and their strengths and you just think you know what a team again and that they will be the ones to be uh, uh the ones that are obviously going into their favorites and i read somewhere yesterday uh, do you think it's time that we call the uh, the mumbai indians a, a dynasty i mean obviously this is an american i don't like american phrases and sporting uh, language coming into any anywhere england or india but uh, you know when they have um, the, the yankees and the cowboys and obviously the patriots in nfl that when they win so many tournaments they rightly are called a, a dynasty Do you think uh, Mumbai Indians are that level now, having won five and been in two finals as well? Absolutely, no doubt about it at all. I think uh, the Mumbai Indians are probably the most successful franchise in the history of T20 cricket. Uh, if you look at it anywhere, mm-hmm. um, five titles, five IPL titles, a couple of Champions League titles to go with that. Um, you know, they have their brand everywhere. They have educational policies. They have. schools in their name i think um, the whole point is they know where to spend their money if you look at their uh, auction history you know they've never spent more than 10 crore for a single player and uh, for a team to build their resources and build their side on uh, such a philosophy i think is magnificent um their their uh, i mean uh, their owner is uh, india's richest man and still they are very very stingy not stingy i think uh, you know they're very smart with the way they yeah, go about their business right. in the auction um i i think uh, it's fantastic to see how they build their team and uh, as i was saying earlier you know the trust that they have in the players also extends their support staff um i think except ricky ponting everyone is still a part of that mumbai indian setup with john wright the talent head um, i mean head talent scouting um they've got some very big names robin singh obviously parthiv patel joins them in the season 
um they've got mahila jayawardene they've got shane bond i think it's a fantastic support staff and uh, obviously with such big names in the unit they're only going to um, sort of prop excellence on the players and uh, that's why they're probably one of the most successful franchises in the history of t20 cricket and you've uh, in the past said you know they've got a fantastic uh, scouting uh, system that brings through this talent i just want to again just bring um, us back to a, a point that abhishek makes and i think it's a really good point um when we were talking about you know the venues and uh, he suggested that maybe they could have gone through uh, got um the games at um sparse, sparsely uh, populated cities like dharamsala you know um uh, reduce the um uh, you know the potential of um covid spreading and um because we've got the uh, these fantastic stadiums in the smaller cities but uh, i understand you know with the hotels and what have you the infrastructure needs to be there as well but that's a good point as well but in terms of we talked about the indians and i know we'll be talking about the indians in the next uh uh 6 7 weeks but um uh, we have to see how they can be beaten and we have to look at the other teams that could be challenging them and i want to start with the teams that finished in the bottom four last uh, uh ipl um which is kkr csk which is unusual for them to be in that position the renamed punjab kings and the royals um out of those four uh who do you think has got the best chance of getting into the top four rather than being in the bottom four well i've got a feeling all four of them are going to finish in the bottom four again um, just that i think wow. um, um the punjab kings might uh, might just trump uh, uh, i mean obviously uh, sorry uh, the K- chennai super kings might just trump the night riders to take fifth place i think um the, on- the only reason i say that is because if you look at the four teams the rajasthan royals um they are very very dependent on their overseas contingent and uh, with jofra archer missing out i think it's going to be a huge loss for them obviously uh, you can understand chris morris coming into the side for that sum of money um but the whole point was i think he was going to play supporting uh, role to archer and he was going to bat a bit but now he's going he's going to have to take all the pressure of leading that bowling unit um he's got some youngsters in kartik tyagi i mean obviously jaydev unadkar is an experienced player but uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, build their bowling unit because i think um, uh the other overseas contingent it's all uh, majorly batsmen you know with uh, miller livingston um obviously josh butler ben stokes can bowl a bit uh, andrew dies there there's mustafizu rahman two good bowlers but again they haven't really set ipl on fire so um i i think it's going to be a very very difficult challenge for them to sort of get their bowling unit right um they've also let go of some big names uh, you know they let go of steve smith uh, who was uh, their skipper obviously uh, rahane is not there as well but he was with the capitals um so i think uh, it's it's going to be a very very big challenge for them and that's why i don't see them making it out of their top 4 uh, archer is going to obviously be a huge miss and uh, punjab kings i think the whole point is that bowling looks very very raw um you know apart from mohammad shami uh, they've invested on uh, two express fast bowlers like uh, riley meredith and jai richardson um obviously they paid huge amount of money for them but um, let's not forget that uh, you know they haven't uh, had a taste of the ipl yet so it's going to be interesting to see how they go about that um apart from that they've also invested heavily on sharuk khan who's a fantastic finisher but i think the biggest problem for the punjab kings this season is going to be the fact that their batsmen can't bowl and their bowlers can't bat so um i think the whole point is they've let go of some gun all-rounders like glen maxwell james nisham krishna pagautam uh who are all very very capable with both bat and ball so i think it's going to be a challenge for them to find 
uh, that balance, um, apart from the six plus five, uh, probably the only player who's going to bat for them a bit who can bowl is also Chris Jordan. So, mm. I think that's a major area of concern for them. Um, coming to CSK, I think, uh, you know, uh, the problem with CSK is last season, MS Dhoni didn't turn up for them. And uh, he obviously hasn't played any cricket from last time till now. Uh, he seems to be hitting it big in the nets. Um, but that, he did the same last season as well. So, I think um, uh, if MS Dhoni turns up for CSK, it's going to be very interesting. And I think uh, Rob Nuthapa's acquisition is very, very exciting for me. Um, but uh, he's 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 made his point clear. He wants to score a 1,000 runs. And the only way he can do that is probably opening the batting. Uh, that just means that probably uh, having they'll need to drop someone like Ruturaj Gaikwad or find a spot for him. Uh, Suresh Raina obviously had a very, very um, controversial uh, time last time uh, he uh, pulled out of the IPL. So, how he does is going to be important. So, I think a couple of players there also are a little, um, uh, you know, towards the walking towards the evening of their career. So, um, I don't see them doing too well either. Um, and even the signees that they've had, you know, Moin Ali and Krishna Bhagavatam, both off-spinners. But um, CSK uh, play only a few matches in Delhi. They don't even have uh, a chance to play in Chennai. And otherwise, they're going to play be playing in Mumbai. Uh, I think they play in Bengaluru and Kolkata apart from uh, Delhi. So, I think it's going to be very challenging for them to uh, sort of find that balance in terms of spin. Um, and uh, with Hazelwood pulling out, I think they're going to have their dead bowling woes again. And... Uh, yeah, so I, I think these three teams are certainly going to uh, be a part of that uh, bottom for along with KKR because KKR, again, they'll have to find that balance. Um, every Everything will depend on uh, Andre Russell again and uh, how they find a way to play Shakib Al-Hassan even with Sunil Narayan in that squad is going to be important. So, I think it's uh, these four teams are, are going to finish in the bottom four again. Yeah, I tend to agree. I did my uh, prediction, and um, for once, um, I agree with you because I always get it wrong and you always get it right. But um, I thought uh, these four might struggle to get into the top four. But just a few questions on the back of what you've said. The first one is um, your thoughts on Sanjay Samson uh, being the captain of Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, I think it's a surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sanju Samson has been in the Indian cricket circuit for some time now. And uh, I think they realised that over time, uh, you know, Steve Smith obviously wasn't having a great season apart from his knocks in Sharjah. So, it was best to sort of um, give the captaincy to an Indian player. And I don't think they have anyone better than Sanju Samson in that lineup uh, With Uttapa gone, I think the only players who they have left are Shreyas Gopal, uh, Karthik Tyagi. So, I, I think these Riyan Parag. So, these type of players are obviously still trying to find their groove and uh, find their um, you know spot in the 11 or in or trying to impress in the IPL so the only other player they probably had was Sanju Samson and uh, obviously he's also been a part of the Indian team so he knows how it goes about um, so I think in that sense uh, giving someone who also bats in a top order um, you know is 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 a good move uh, again his first IPL season as captain um, he knows the ropes I think uh, he's had some time under Rahul Dravid and Shane Vaughan um, obviously, with Chain One also in that coaching department, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Samson goes about his business. But when you look at their uh, batting, do you think that could be the thing that pulls them through? Because you've got the likes of obviously Ben Stokes and Josh Butler and Milan and um, um, Miller. Uh, it, that's where their strength is. And that, that what could um, get them the wins rather than the bowling. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, their batting is pretty get, solid. Um, Raul Tawatia, how much pressure is it on him to make sure he's not a one-season wonder? 
Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the major uh, concern for him to sort of rub off that uh, expectations and uh, sort of uh, or rather uh, sort of make his uh, uh, make his presence known again in this season. I think uh, last season he had a terrific year, um, starting off with that uh, with those five sixes he hit off Cottrell. I think um, uh, the way that he really came about in the in last year's tournament was fantastic to see and. Uh, a lot of pressure will certainly be on him because he did receive a call up to the senior national side of course he didn't play any match but uh, for him to receive the call up i think was a was a very big move and uh, let's not forget they also have shivam dubey this season so i think um, they've sort of found that uh, middle order batsman but again he didn't have a good time with rcb at all um uh, he was also touted as someone who could really tonk it big uh, but he didn't get too many opportunities so how he goes about his batting and bowling will be interesting to see um so yeah i think uh, that batting is very very good uh, they've got um, um sorry they've got the likes of uh, Josh Butler Ben Stokes Sanju Samson Jaiswal Tevatia so i think uh, david miller of course so i think uh, that batting is sorted um, but i think the bowling is going to be a very big concern yeah yeah and i think i uh, mistakenly said milan um, i meant uh, shivan dubey they spent a bit of money to get him on there uh wrote a, a squad as well um but yeah i agree with you i think the batting is where their strengths are and the bowling is where especially without um jordan um they're looking at possibly four matches without him which is going to be a huge loss um because you don't want to start off on a losing foot and talking of a losing um tradition uh abhishek again this is a question for you do you think mumbai indians will end the tradition of losing the first match in an ipl season a yes or no well my heart says uh <laughs> no, well, i know this is a perfect think, question for you <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i think everyone knows what my heart says but uh, i mean uh, to be playing in chennai i think uh, rcb certainly have what it takes to sort of uh, stifle the mumbai batsmen with spin um given that you know there's chahal there's also sundar there's maxwell as well uh, you know who can chip in with the ball so i think um, rcb certainly do have a very very good squad this time around with a uh, whole lot of all rounders but having said that i think the mumbai indians have absolutely thwarted any opposition that comes their way so um we've just got to hope that the mumbai indians have a bad day and uh, rcb start strong let's not forget uh, samuel badri took a hat trick against mumbai indians in uh, the previous editions of the ipl so um hopefully chahal does that this time around and uh, you know but uh, mumbai indians are certainly not unbeatable you just need to sort of hope that they have a bad day um that's only that's the only thing you can hope for because i think last season until number 7 each and every batsman had at least one half century in the tournament so that just speaks volumes about their depth so uh two very uh, good sides but uh, in in terms of a mental advantage mumbai certainly have uh, have uh, you know their noses ahead obviously i think that's an that's a yes but not from the heart um <laughs> just on on the uh, punjab kings uh, again i think batting is where their strength is but the middle order looks a bit weak um the universe boss is back again um so there'll be uh, a uh, box office when he walks in but when you look at the likes of uh, gail puran milan kl obviously uh, my own another solid opening um you know lineup of batsmen yeah i think uh, wasim jafar has also promised us a more aggressive version of kl rahul uh, last season i think he was a little timid in the way he went about his strike rate um you know he was he was even questioned about it during a press conference and he said uh, you know um, run uh, strike rates are overrated uh, but i think strike rates are very important in t20 cricket especially as an opener um i think kl rahul himself will want to get going uh, from the onset and i think that's going to be a very very important factor this season 
Um, but the top four, as you said, is absolutely box office uh, with uh, Mayank Agarwal, Rahul Gale and Nicholas Puran. But what follows, I think, will be a slight concern for the mm. Punjab Kings because um, they've got the options. They've got Mandeep Singh, they've got Satfras Khan. Uh, Shahrukh Khan is obviously going to play a big role. Um, I think he was striking at 228 or something around that during the Syed Mushtaq Ali. And he's been procured for a huge sum of money. So I think um, the finishing duties will certainly be on him. Um, in the absence of Gautam, Nisham and uh, Maxwell. So, I think they certainly have their options, but uh, how they perform on the day is going to be very important. Yeah, and um, for CSK, my question is, uh, what number will uh, Pujara bat at? <laughs> well, I think he's going to be batting a fair bit in the nets. Um, it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, well, uh, I, I don't really see him uh, starting, you know, because obviously they've got so many options. There. They've got Raidu, they've got Raina. Um, they've obviously got Jadeja, they've got Dhoni and obviously the two openers. In, uh, they've got a pick between Gekwad, Utapa and uh, Tak to Plessy. So, I think it's, it's going to be very hard for Pujara to find a spot in that 11. And uh, I think the longer he bats in the nets, he's going to get better. So, um, if one of the CSK players gets injured, then uh, they can probably draft him in. But uh, I don't see him starting uh, in the 11. You know, I love uh, Cheteshwar. I absolutely love him. You know that. Um, of course but... you do. <laughs> You know, um, when I think of, uh, I asked you the question, um, I should, you know, a bit sarcastically as to what number slot he'll be batting at. The, the other question will be, where, where can you put him in the field? You know, he's one of these old school, um, yeah. proper test player that's been, um, you know, thankfully drafted by, and you saw the reception, you talked about that in the previous shows. Uh, but um, I hope he does get a game and hope he does prove everybody wrong. You know, has it amazing. He has fun going out there, you know, playing a game that is not natural to him, which might work out. Uh, but that'll be interesting to see how that gets on. And we've talked about CSK. Every, every time we talk about CSK is that, you know, the team's getting uh, more experienced is the word I'm going to use, you know. And uh, although they've got uh, Suresh back, obviously, incredible player, um, but uh, the likes of, uh, like you say, um, Faf and Donny himself, um, it, it's an, a very experienced team that I thought might bring in some uh, uh, fresh blood, young blood, into the, uh, through the auction. Uh, but they went with um, uh, Krishna Bhagotam, uh, the all-rounder. I know he's rated highly, but he's not the youngest of players that they brought in. Yeah, I think uh, just before we headed into the auction, uh, CSK were, uh, I mean, I, I think it was fairly out in the open that CSK were looking at two of three options, uh, Moin Ali, Maxwell or Krishna Bhagavatam and obviously they landed two of them. So, I think the auction strategy was quite clear. It was to sort of replace what Harbhajan Singh uh, brought to the table, obviously. Uh, they didn't have any uh, finger spinners ahead of the auction. They just had um, Imran Tahir, they had Karan Sharma. So, um, they had also let go of Piyush Chala. So, I think they wanted an, uh, one or two finger spinners and uh, they landed the deal in Moin Ali and Gautam, who can also talk the ball a fair bit. But um, I'm not sure if they, they're going to start with Moin Ali because uh, with Dwayne Bravo, Sam Curran, um, they've also got um, Faf to Plessy. So, I think unless Lungi Engedi needs to quarantine, um, they might just start with Moin Ali. But otherwise, I feel Moin Ali will need to warm the benches a fair bit before they get to Delhi. And... Um... The last team I want to ask you about, and we've talked about the experience and uh, team that CSK is, and uh, but KKR seem to be going there as well. Uh, you mentioned Andre Russell, but again, he's a year older. Um, they brought in Herbajan Singh um, uh, into the team, and when you look like uh, the likes of uh, Sunil Narayan, you know, another year older, uh, Kuldeep 
the season is having. So, you know, give uh, KKR fans some hope. Is it all on Pat Cummings to bring them through and the likes of Ian Morgan, um, an English captain that we rate really highly, Cusick's experience, um, and obviously they've got Shubnam Gill. But there's a lot of, you know, experienced players, that put it that way. Yeah, they the CSK way. Sorry? I think they're going the CSK way, in a way, if you, <laughs> if you see what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they certainly have uh, loads of experience in that uh, in that squad. I think uh, with Harbhajan Singh and Karun Nair coming in, um, I, I honestly wouldn't have picked both of them in, uh, you know, if, if I were to pick a franchisee. But I think uh, that looking at them in certain roles, I'm not sure if Harbhajan certainly going to play any, uh, I mean, too many of the matches because they've got... Um, Varun Chakravarti was back throughout the whole season. Um, they've also got, um, you know, obviously they've got Sunil Narayan to bowl. They've got Shakib Al Hassan. Um, so I think in that sense, they've got so many spinners to bank on that they don't really need Harbhajan Singh uh, to play a very, very big role for them. Only when they play in dust bowls or, uh, you know, when they play on spinning tracks, uh, they're probably going to look for Harbhajan Singh um, at, at the expense of some other player. But uh, they've got a very, very good squad in the sense that they have enough backups. But in terms of the quality that the first 11 offers, I think Prasid Krishna was slightly expensive last season. He obviously made his Indian team debut, but uh, even there, he was slightly expensive before he picked up those four wickets um, on his debut. So, I think in that sense, it's going to be important to see how they play around with uh, the options that they have. I really hope that they play Shakibal Hassan. They can even mm -hmm. maybe try experimenting with Hassan at three. Um, yeah. Because if, if the experiment of uh, Sunil Narayan isn't working... Uh, they might as well go with um, go with some really straightforward options. At uh, Shakibal Hassan at number three can be a very good wild card option for them. Uh, he can obviously give you a lot more runs than what uh, Sunil Narayan gives, and I think he can be a lot more economical. He's a thinking bowler. He obviously missed the last season because of the ban, but uh, I, I think he can be a very very important player for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but um, again, I. I can't see them getting into the top four, but you know, T20 it is what what it is. So we'll we'll see. But I agree with um, you know what you say about those four um, possibly struggling to get into uh, the top four. But let's talk about the top four that we think will be there. We've talked about Mumbai Indians, and I know we're going to talk a lot more about them through the uh, the tournament. So let's focus on the other three and start with the Sunrisers. I mean, again, when you look at their batting, it's awesome. And now they've got the addition of Bubi being back, and we've just seen what Bubi's done in the England series. What a what a comeback for him! Fantastic. I think uh, Bhuvneshwar Kumar in prime form is always good to see with that smooth action. I think he's what uh, James Anderson is to England in some sense. I think a very smooth action. Um, you know, he's very beautiful to watch when he's in full flow, and I think uh, his full fitness will be very key for the Sunrisers because uh, they're obviously going to be playing on. Uh, Five matches in uh, Chennai as well. So, Bhuvnesh will be very important with his cutters. Um, Mitchell Marsh pulled out of the tournament. And, uh, you know, obviously that just means that Jason Holder will need to take a lot more responsibility um, in terms of uh, bowling uh, pace if, if he's called upon. So, uh, Jason Roy is a very interesting addition. I think um, he's sort of been in and out of the IPL, uh, similar to what Guptil has. But I think Roy's got a few more chances than what Guptil has. So, um, uh, it's very tempting to see Jason Roy and um, uh, you know Johnny Best open the batting, but I think uh, Warner is there in the side for a reason, and he's obviously going to open. But uh, let's not forget, I think Warner is also battling a groin injury, so um, we're not sure if he's going to be completely available for all the matches. Although obviously uh, the IPLs are very very. Um, 
big tournament for David Warner and he's always delivered in every single season of the IPL. So, um, if they find a way to play, um, you know, obviously, Jason Holder in that 11, it'll just mean that uh, uh, or Kumar will have a lot more license up top and obviously towards the death. So, very interesting to see how Bhuvneshwar Kumar goes this season um, and he's going to be an X-Factor player for SRH. And talking of X-Factor players, you've got the main man at RCB, Glenn Maxwell. Uh, you've added a lot of pressure on him yourself. Um, uh, so I hope he knows that. Um, but uh, to be honest, even if I was an RCB fan, I'd be going in with a lot of confidence. When you look at the uh, the lineup of the batsmen, the bowlers, you've got obviously you've got Washington there as well. Um, and, you know, you, you can update us on what the situation with is with Devdutt, uh, whether he's going to miss a few games or did I read right that his test yesterday was negative. Uh, but a lot of things to look forward to for RCB fans this year. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. I think um, the addition of uh, quite a few all-rounders is great to see. I think all-rounders are certainly uh, very important commodities in T20 cricket. Um, it's good to see some of the uh, young uncapped players making a mark in the practice sessions. I think RCB have done a phenomenal job of uh, giving the fans a sort of a, uh, a sneak peek at what they're capable of in practice sessions. Uh, Rajat Patidar is looking excellent, um, yeah, you know, with the bat. But uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they fit in some of these youngsters, you know, with A.B. De Villiers, uh, having donned the gloves last season. We've got some exciting talent this year with Azaruddin and Finn Allen. Um, I think Azaruddin is probably going to be the front runner, but all eyes will certainly be on Maxi and uh, Jameson, obviously. Um, two very, very big players, uh, even in terms of the contract that they were bought for. Um, Maxwell sort of said it was his dream to play alongside uh, Virat and David Villiers. So, I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the top five pan out. And as for Dave, uh, Padikal, um, he recently just spoke about how he's uh, fully fine and uh, he's raring to get um, to the camp and sort of uh, get back to playing cricket. So, uh, it's going to be a very interesting season. I think quite a few all-rounders uh, have been introduced into the side and uh, I'm really optimistic of RCB's chances this season. And do you think Kohli will, uh, he's added a little bit of pressure by saying, you know, obviously he said he's going to be opening the bat, but, um, you know, he's looking forward to the T20 World Cup with that as well. Uh, but is there added pressure with him opening? Because he's a big, big player, obviously. And for him to go early will add pressure to the uh, rest of the uh, batting lineup. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a big, uh, big task for him because obviously, uh, let's not forget, I mean, uh, you need to, you need to, um, uh, sort of put a truth serum now and now and then and sort of make sure that you have your point across. I think Devdath Padikal's strike rates are certainly tapered off a little bit towards the back end of the season. Um, I think if Kohli and Devdath are to open together and uh, to give uh, the likes of De Villiers and Maxwell some room to breathe and sort of go big, it just means that one of the two will need to go berserk. And that means probably Devdath Padikal might sort of um, uh, look for a different role this season. In terms of needing to bat a little bit more freely and uh, sort of accelerate with Kohli at the other end. Obviously, Kohli isn't someone who goes big right from ball one. Uh, I think a major reason why uh, Rohit and his partnership worked so well was because Rohit went all guns blazing while Kohli sort of settled into his innings. So, I think in that sense, uh, it makes it very important for Kohli to sort of make sure that Parikal knows what his role is. And at the same time, Kohli will need to make sure that he doesn't... Um, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, he knows that he shouldn't, but uh, uh, it'll be ideal if he can sort of keep the run rate ticking even with a couple of boundaries, um, you know, once in two overs. So, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what Padikal's role is uh, this season, considering how 
um obviously kohli is going to be opening the batting because last time kohli did this in the 2016 season uh, a certain uh, christopher henry gale was his partner at the top and uh, if padikal can at least show us a few shades of what gale did last season and i think we're in for a good ride well there's uh, there's um, some comparison there but now we've left the best till the last Delhi Capitals, obviously, uh, my team and the ones I think will be going one step further, I think, uh, when you look at their team. But a huge, huge loss when they lost um, Shreyas um, uh, to injury. Um, but what do you think of the Capitals? I mean, just when you look at the batting lineup, and I think the acquisition of Steve Smith is really, really good, especially with having Ricky as coach there. Um, but when you look, you know, Dolan Shaw, with the season he's just had, uh, then Smith, then Pond, um, and with the bowling attack that we spoke about in IPL 13, um, they look incredible again, even with the loss of Shreyas. Yes, Shreyas is uh, going to be a huge loss because uh, obviously he did play a huge role in their run to the final. Um, I think he did produce quite a few interesting knocks and um, you know the way he ran the team, I think it's going to be a huge loss. But that just opens up doors for someone like Rishabh Pant. I think all of us are very excited to see what he brings to the table. Um, incidentally, his first match as captain is also going to be um, against MS Dhoni CSK. So, uh, it's going to be very tempting to see how that goes about. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think he's going to be under comparison throughout the whole uh, tournament with MSD. And uh, I think when you brought up the point of Steve Smith, it's very, very interesting to note how Dickie Ponting spoke about uh, Steve Smith, um, Steve Smith's position in that batting order. Because uh, in the press, he said stuff like, if and when Steve Smith gets the chance, yeah. he's probably going to know how to bat. Um, if Steve Smith gets an opportunity, um, if Steve Smith makes the playing 11. So I think <laughs> he's made it pretty clear that despite Steve Smith's stature and what he's done for international cricket and Australian cricket in particular, um, he's not going to get a settled spot in that 11, which just probably hints at uh, the fact that Ajinkya Rahane might get that nod ahead of uh, Steve Smith for the first match. So, uh, Rigi Ponting is obviously a tactician. We've seen how he's spoken before. He's a commentator. So, going by his words, Steve Smith might not get too many opportunities. Obviously, he's come at slightly more than his base price. So, uh, very exciting. I think they have a fair few options. And like you mentioned, uh, Prithvi Shah is going to have a huge role to play. He was in and out of the side, but the way he's gone about the Vijayas RA, scoring over 800 runs, um, I think he's in the form of his life and he'll want to carry that over into IPL. And they've added, obviously, Umesh as well. Um, just on the point of um, Bunt um, captaining, um, uh, what are your thoughts? I thought, you know, with Shekhar being there, uh, Steve Smith might not have been the obvious one, but um, what are your thoughts on that? I think they've certainly gone into the left field choice. Um, uh, DC certainly had so many options, uh, like you mentioned, Shikhar Dhawan. They've got. They also had Ashwin, uh, who's led the Punjab Kings in the uh, Kingsland Punjab, when they were called that. And then they had, uh, um, you know, they, they even had Ajinkya Rahane if they wanted. So yeah. um, Prithvi Shaw led them in, uh, led Mum led Mumbai in the Vijayasare, but obviously I don't think they were going to go that far. Mm -hmm. But uh, they've certainly invested in someone very young. I think they did that with Shreya Sayer also. Um, and it's good to see. I think uh, Rishabh Pan certainly matured as a cricketer from uh, what he was as a brash youngster. Um, I, I think uh, Test cricketer certainly molded his ways in a sense that um, he now knows the balance of uh, when to go big and when to not. But then again, the IPL can certainly throw up some really unique dynamics, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he deals it, uh, how, how he deals with the team of superstars because um, there are some very big names there: Ashwin, Amit Mishra, Aksar Patel, Rabada, Andrik Nokia. 
some really really big players and obviously the weight of expectations will be on him because uh, dc are the runners up so uh, it's going to be a very interesting season for him as a captain and whether that also rubs onto his batting i think is going to be a very important factor well he'll have a lot of um, experience to call upon if he needs any advice that's for sure um yeah. just one final question for you on dc um who do you think will open with uh, shekhar uh, prithvi I think Prithvi sir is going to be the uh, starting choice. Although I'm I'm a very very big fan of uh, Marcus Thornis opening the batting. Um, I think he's done a fantastic job for the Melbourne Stars in the Big Bash League and uh, in the limited opportunities that he got last season in the IPL as well. He uh, showed what he can do. So, but I think the straightforward choice is going to be Prithvi Shah going by how he did in the Vijayasari. Brilliant, fantastic. Well, uh, despite a um, lot of things very gloomy back home, this is a bit of sunshine that we can look forward to from Friday, and it doesn't get any bigger than the Mumbai Indians against RCB. Uh, what a, uh, a box office game to start off with the in the IPL, um, and um, we we've said the Indians are the team to beat, um, but I think uh, there's a couple of uh, very very good contenders there. And we'll see how the uh, season pans out. And so much to talk about, look forward to. Um, but the most of all is speaking to you on a regular basis as well. Fantastic insight into the IPL and the season we've had. Um, all I can say is stay safe. Um, I know things are very uh, tight at the moment, uh, but um, uh, keep safe. And um, hopefully we can catch up again very soon. Thanks again. Thanks a lot for having me. I think uh, I always love an opportunity to talk to you. I uh, can't thank you enough for having me on the show. And, no, no, uh, this is your show. Always good to talk cricket. So <laughs> I've got to thank you from now on. Thank you for letting me be part of your show because uh, I can nah, see the messages not. and I can I see think the. You're uh, just a little too light, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, no. I know when I can uh, when I'm what I'm saying is, but fantastic, my friend. Um, and I know we'll catch up on a regular basis throughout the tournament. And also, another last piece of good news for all those listeners, Kabaddi is due to be back. Confirm that for me. Yeah, absolutely. Kabaddi is uh, going to be back. I think uh, you can see the smile on my face when I say that. Uh, hopefully you can. But uh, okay. yeah, I mean, uh, it's always good to have Kabaddi back. It's it's one of my uh, one of my loves, so to say, in terms of the sports world and even otherwise. So good to have Kabaddi back. I think it's going to be very exciting to see what happens and uh, can't wait. And just for our listeners and viewers, um, Prasant got me into Kavadi. That's the first time we met uh, when we talked about the uh, uh, tournament. Uh, it's two years now, was it? it, it yeah, obviously two yep. years ago. And it really got me interested to the extent I was watching Netflix series. But uh, that's something else to look forward to. But it just came to my uh, mind that, uh, uh, that that's back on and it's been confirmed. Fantastic, Prasant. I won't keep you any longer. I've kept you long enough. Thank you so much. Take care, my friend. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to our next chat. Take care.